Hi, I'm Shamali Khera and welcome to my podcast Daughters of Tomorrow. In this podcast we feature some phenomenal women who are writing the new norms or may I say rewriting the new norms. These are also women who are raising the daughters of tomorrow who are not just empowered themselves but are paving a unique way for our empowered daughters. These women are way ahead of their times and have inspiring journeys to share. Today we are joined by the award-winning author and a podcaster herself, Kiran Manral. Kiran is currently hosting two of the highest-rated podcasts, Chasing Creativity and Not Your Auntie with Shonali Shroff. Hi, Kiran. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for inviting me, Shamli. I have been going through your profile, and I'm so excited with the amount of creative work that you have done. and you're chuckling which means you think it's not much that means a lot is coming a lot is in the pipeline i think your smirk is like ye to kuch bhi nahi hai nahi na the smirk is like yaar ho gaya abhi kya baat karne hai uske bare mein khatam it's done tell me about uh, being such a creative person in the field that you're in was there any kind of uh, bias that you came across when you first started as uh, a woman author You know this uh, women writers and women authors is like tap dancing in a minefield hmm because uh, I think that's my favorite expression to be honest because uh, a you write something and the automatic assumption is that you romance likh liya chiclet likh liya mm. oh god chiclet i don't yeah. like that word at all it's great fun i love to read it and i've written it also but i've also written horror i've also written thriller i've also written non fiction So the assumption when you are introduced to someone as an author is that you write romance or chiclet, and I'm no, and I used to be a business journalist at one point in time. Sorry. See, this is what I'm <laughs> saying. The assumption that you might have written chiclet first is my issue, as much as I love chiclets as well. So yes, that's a stereotype that I'm talking about, and you clearly faced it. I think most of us as women authors do, but if you go to see uh, down history, we've had women authors writing. the most gruesome thrillers we've had agatha christie we've had pd james we've had so many of them writing thrillers and some of the most exciting books coming out in the space of thrillers are written by female writers even in india today so i don't know why this misassumption persists absolutely do you know during those times there was also there were also some women authors who would release under pen names that sounded like men names so that it gets published there was george eliot yes but mm. now there is also jk rowling mm. who wrote under robert galbraith mm. so i don't know what has changed mm. and what has not changed mm. in all these years my god and we are still talking about it imagine what do you think can be done to kind of break that stereotype i mean you clearly with your body of work has um, you know broken many of those do you think that's the answer the work speaking for itself There is actual research which shows that uh, women read across genders. Women read both male authors as well as female authors, whereas men tend to read only male authors. Wow! As a whole, so I think that is the first uh, barrier that needs to be broken. Men have to be convinced that women write uh, stuff that they can also perhaps read, and it's not necessarily. domestic and internal and uh, or chocolate <laughs> or chocolate and chocolate is great fun i mean you have ladlet mm. or you can use a pejorative i won't say it on air but it starts with a d and ends with a k 
Badlet, <laughs> right? If you right. call it chiclet, call ladlet what it is. Yeah. So, and if you enjoy reading that, why would you not enjoy chiclet? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. My God, that takes us to so many places. So, during your journey of meeting so many creative minds, uh, which you do uh, even during your work as a podcast show host yourself, do you think creativity is gender specific? Do you think one gender has more of it than the other? I wish I could say that and I wish I could say that women were the more creative of the two genders and all the genders now, of course, I can't just say two genders anymore. I'm living, I'm learning. But unfortunately, no, I think the individual mind cannot be boxed into a gender bracket which says this gender is more creative than the other. Men as well as women are very creative. Men and as well as women, are, some are very non-creative. It's got nothing to do with gender. It's got all to do with the individual mind, the curiosity, the way you've been brought up, whether the curiosity has been encouraged, whether the bookishness has been encouraged. I mean, we've all grown up with beta doctor engineer. Ah, so yeah. that has been like stifled, stillborn, like the baby has emerged and been throttled to death, like mm. no creativity. Mm. Bhai, you please become doctor engineer, mm. uh, whatever. And uh, But whoever's managed to challenge that mm. pressure and make it through, I think creativity really needs nourishment at the early years mm. Mm. by your parents, by your surroundings, by your family. Whoever is lucky enough to get it will go on to be creative. I would love to know that about you while growing up. How do you think your creativity was uh, stimulated or encouraged in your environment? Thankfully, my parents left me alone. <laughs> That's the answer. Yeah, because they were never... I mean, I see... <laughs> Parents these days so involved in raising their children. Every moment is supervised. Every moment is scheduled. Every moment is taken care of. They're doing some activity. If the child is just sitting, looking at the window, out of the window, they worry that the child is getting bored. Just let the child be. I think leaving the child alone and letting the child get bored is the best way to stimulate create, you know, a creative mind. Absolutely. They, they were happy to just leave me with my books. In fact, they used to yell at me to go down to play because <sighs> I was huge and I never played. I just sat and ate and read, 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 ruined my eyes. But they were happy to buy me all the books that I wanted mm. to take membership of all the libraries around mm. the area. Back then, we had like neighborhood libraries, you know, rotating libraries, blending libraries where you, they had pitiful collection of books and then after a few months the uncle in charge would tell me like beta we finished all the books you've read now find another library so <laughs> that was the story of my childhood but my parents were happy about that <laughs> mm -hmm. and I think it was very selfish because I was out of their hair mm. so it worked well for both of us mm. and uh, it was the best thing that could happen to me mm. I think that's so true allowing boredom to grow in a child's mind is actually when you unlock a lot of mysteries unlock a lot of ideas that the kids have uh, this whole agenda of blocking their time in every minute I completely agree that I'm also not on board with it you know you come from a house uh, where both the parents were working at a time when it was probably not the norm for women to work as such tell us how did that impact your young mind as a girl so my mother was a teacher uh, she quit for a bit uh, after I was born. And when I was a little older, she went back to teaching. 
Then my father passed away when I was very young and she got a job in the bank. So while she was a teacher, she came back at ours, which meant that she was at home to make sure that I did my work and my homework and all that. When she was in the bank, she was not there for the entire day. How did that impact me in terms of I was barely eight or nine when she started working at the bank? You get pretty independent. You get used to being a latchkey kid. And I was an only child, so you I traveled... Uh, we moved from Bandra to Gorigaon. My school was in Bandra. I, we lived in Gorigaon. So I learned to travel by BST bus alone when I was barely, I think, eight or nine. It's something like uh, when my son was eight or nine, when I first taught him to cross the road, I would be standing in the balcony <laughs> to see whether he's crossing properly and yelling from the 16th floor I like know. he could hear me down. So, you know, that is a level of, uh, I think parents those days had hearts of steel mm. <laughs> and so, also maybe less options right like maybe she had no option but to like step she out had no option but to step out that's true but uh, i think the more they let us be on by ourselves the more we learned and the faster we learned how to survive and how to you know n- navigate the world mm. and uh, that stood us in good stead mm. as mm. a generation and uh, I grew up in a bank colony where uh, all the women were working. Mm. Most of the women were working. Mm. And it was a very middle class uh, colony and uh, very Maharashtrian in terms of, you know, the staff. Mm. So it wasn't a given that the woman would do the housework. I saw a lot of the men also pitching in with the housework. Amazing. Though my father was like one of those retrosexuals who would just bring in the meat, uh, you know, the the kill and say like, now cook it. <laughs> so, but uh, around me, I could see these homes where, you know, chores were divided mm. equitably. And it was very commonplace to see the kaku come making cha and all that. Mm. So, so it was normal. Yeah, it was great fun. Do you think things uh, have changed today? Do you think it's also a norm today where women are stepping out and working, where men are equally sharing the load or also doing the housework as such in your circle of what you see? Hmm. That's a long sigh for the answer to come. <laughs> see, in my circles, I don't even see the women doing a lot of the housework. Mm. Because everybody's got Help. stuff. Yeah. Mm. So, uh, it's unfair to say that the men are not uh, sharing the load because, I mean, I myself do nothing. Mm. Everything is taken care of. But uh, in terms of child rearing and parenting, I do think the men are stepping up. Uh, and they are taking charge. As an author, I would travel quite a lot, especially during Lit Fest season, which is from around uh, October to Feb March. Mm. It's back to back travel. It's insane. It is like sometimes I would be at the airport and have my suitcase brought to the airport and take the next wow. flight out to the next. Mm. And this also happened during my son's prelims and his boards. Mm. I was traveling, I was not there. And I got the most grief from other moms. How can you not be there when your son's boards are going on? I said, he has to study. He has to give the exam. And his father's right there. So I think I was very lucky that my husband has never ever said that which is a common line that, you know, I, I'm told that most men use against the women. But the fact is that, you know, you're not babysitting. It's your child also. Mm. You're bringing up the child. It's not your babysitting your child. I don't like this thing that, oh, he's watching his kids. So great. So wonderful. Let's give him a trophy. Let's give him a sash. Let's give him a crown. 
you're hmm. also bringing up your kid and i hmm. i'm lucky in the sense that i never had to face that hmm and i see it with a lot of the younger current generation as well uh when they are with their kids and they are ensuring that they spend enough quality time with their kids no matter how busy or hectic their mm. lives are mm. so the men are doing it everything from diaper changing to everything right yeah you know it's surprising for me to hear not only from you but also from countless other women uh, of receiving judgment from other women when they are working or when they are not available for the supposed chores that they are expected to be available for i'm wondering when that will change i don't know if it will ever change i think it is the next generation that will change this i can tell you of uh, an anecdote that happened uh, my son was pretty young he must have been i think in the primary section back then and me being the slothful mom that i am my <laughs> culinary abilities are limited to put it gently so my tiffin box because like you leave i he used to go swimming at that point so we had to be at the pool by 5 so early in the morning like, it used to be jam sandwich and something because <laughs> beyond me and all the rest of the bachchas would come to school with parathas and this and that and i i believe somebody at the playground who also went to the same school ripped him and they got into some massive fight like kids always do a lot of hair pulling and fist fisticuffs happened and the scathing words were your mother only sends jam sandwich every day so my son says my mother writes books what does your mother do i love that i want to applaud this kid and he was in the primary at that time and i didn't know about this and some other mother who was there at the park at that time because i am never in the park so i never know what's happening told me about this and i was like 10 feet tall <laughs> that's how you felt hmm. amazing but you know what you're absolutely right in uh, all you're doing is following your heart or following your passion or doing what you think you're supposed to do that's it somewhere i also feel the judgment from women comes from the lack of opportunities that they have to or the lack of courage for them to not actually be able to do what they want to do it's it's sometimes i want to look at it from an angle of probably they are suffering and probably they wish they had these opportunities that the other women are creating for themselves or that they are receiving possibly yeah you have a fair point there i realize that that maybe they're coming from that space where they wish they could do the same and maybe they are in certain circumstances where they can't mm. and uh, i am sympathetic towards that mm. and i realize that maybe i have a pri- privilege to be able to do what i want mm. if i was in certain circumstances where maybe i had to you know bring home the bacon or i was in a very traditional family setup mm, mm. i wouldn't have been able to do that and uh, the judgment will continue shamli the judgments will never end i mean when we grew up weren't we being judged by the older women in the family kaise chal rahi hai kitna makeup lagaya hai something like that aise mat baitho kaise hans rahi hai i mean everything you did was up for judgment by mm. other women mm. sometimes i feel nothing has changed hmm nothing will change until we change and that's why i'm very hopeful about this next generation because they are pretty sensible they've got their hmm. heads screwed on straight hmm. which means we've done a great job of raising them <laughs> a little pat on our backs of course <laughs> always <laughs> never lose an opportunity <laughs> i would love to know your bringing up a son 
what are some of the things that you're mindful of while you know bringing up this boy of the next generation consent and agency that's something i've drilled into him since he was very young to too young to even understand it of course at first it came from a space of you know making sure that he does not take get taken advantage of by any predator for whatever in whatever circumstance so <laughs> when he was very young and baby i sort of drilled into him that nobody is to touch you here or there man i am in a meeting and my mother's calling me he was at my mom's place he's calling me repeatedly while i'm in the middle of the presentation and i finally excuse myself and i go and take the call mom was happy please tell your son to let me wash his butt <laughs> he's like mama nana is trying to wash me in the place where nobody is supposed to touch i said no wow. baby it's okay it's okay i said okay the lesson has gone down mm. but then i've built over it over the years over yeah. this lesson and uh, sort of told him that consent agency you have to be respectful of certain boundaries i think that's something that i wish all men know and i i'm sure the current generation also i hope knows but looking at the headlines in the news i really get worried so mm. i can do my bit by telling my right. son what is acceptable and what is not beyond mm. that there's a big mm. bad world out there mm. and if he speaks to one friend about it well and good Yeah, he's uh, spreading the word about the things that should be done and not done. Kiran, what would your advice be to the daughters of tomorrow so that they continue to break the barriers or so that they empower themselves to at least follow their passion or follow what they have to do? A, make your own money. I'm not making any money now, but I did make money for quite some time, but be independent. Always make your money. be selfish you're never going to be the perfect wife the perfect daughter-in-law the perfect mother the perfect daughter there will always be somewhere that you'll fall short don't bother just do your thing and do what makes you happy it took me until i became 40 to realize that i need to be really selfish please realize this earlier I think with uh, moving age as a friend of mine tried to put it very gently that women have no more f's to give <laughs> after a point and that's where they reach and uh, somehow only age does that to you when you initially I think start with wanting to please everyone wanting to check the list wanting to do what everyone wants you to do and you realize that's not really making me happy <laughs> maybe I need to find out what makes me happy and I think that's when uh we as women or daughters start their journey to actual self realization so kiran thank you so much this has been such uh, an insightful conversation with you thank you so much for having me shamli is great fun chatting with you yeah. all the best to your podcast thank you thank you so much had a great time <laughs> well that's all for today hope you found this conversation inspiring just like i did tune in for a fresh episode every friday on binge pods apple podcast spotify or wherever you get your audio content from you can also connect with me on my instagram handle @shamuli.khera and if you still haven't share this with all the daughters of tomorrow <laughs>